Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. Pre-show, Reese just mentioning, we don't lose the ankle locks. 13 and 2. 13 and 2 in 2022. Wait, is it 14 and 2? Is it? I'm going to double check. I think I said 12 and 2, then you said 13 and 2 last week. Yeah, you're right. It is 14 and 2. It is 14 and 2. First place, Angle Pickers. How about it? Thanks that to might. the curtain jerker, Olberg, first round knockout. Never a doubt. Hey, you know, curtain jerkers have always been good to us. I mean, we are, we might as well change this to curtain jerk pod. Probably not, but good <laughs> thought. Um, we're here to set some spreads for UFC Vegas 65. Before we get too deep on that, and I guess we'll also mention that we're going to get recap of UFC 281 later in the week with our regularly scheduled programming. I'm going to hand it off to these two. Um, RIP Rumble Johnson. I'll give you guys the floor. Yeah, Dan, I'll go quick first, but it's super sad day for the MMA community. I believe the news broke yesterday, I think, um, either late last night or early today. But 38 years old, he's his last fight was in Bellator, which was somewhat recently. I know he was looking to kind of make his comeback and it kept getting delayed, and it turns out it's from health issues. Um, but it's just sad. I mean, this year has been taking so many unexpected turns and we lost Elias Theodoro just not that long ago. Now Anthony Rumble Johnson. And, you know, he's one of those guys that when I was really entrenched in the UFC, have you guys ever seen the movie warrior? Great movie, all time MMA movie. You haven't seen it, but he was a, uh, he had a role in that movie. And then he also was big for, you know, DC and, and what he did for that light heavyweight division. So it's just sad, you know, it's just really, really sad to lose another pioneer of the sport. And uh, I don't know, man, this year has been a tough one for, for the MMA community. Yeah. And, and for me, kind of right when he joined the UFC from world series of fighting with right when I was getting into that sport. And so he was kind of one of the first fighters that was appointment television. If he's on, I'm in my seat, I'm watching. Um, so one of the most dangerous punchers in the history of the sport, really just sad to see. And, and you know, he, he's been involved. Like you said, he, he had he recently fought in Bellator. He was scheduled against Yoel um, that got canceled, I think, a year ago. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he was training up until recently at, at uh, Kill Clip at Sanford at, with he's uh, integral, one of the team captains there. Yeah. And so I know the official news has not broke on what exactly it was. And I don't, I absolutely don't want to speculate um, or, or intrude on, on the privacy of his family, but I just wanted to let people know that it is confirmed though, that he was battling an illness for a while. Um, so it wasn't a freak accident or a car crash or mental health or anything like that. It was, it was a, a illness that he was battling for a while. So just it's just tough it's it's news that you hate to see and i know we will probably talk about it a little bit more uh come news and notes on the main episode but we would have been remiss if we didn't mention 
a legend of the sport. Yep. Yep. Tragic. We will move on with heavy hearts to set the spread for UFC Vegas 65. Uh, back in the apex, Las Vegas, Nevada. That'll be this Saturday, November 19th. We have a day card on our hands. This is a 12 central noon, pre noon prelim start and 3 p.m. Central Time main card. Um, UFC 281 set the spread. Dan is coming off a victory. He made it worth two. So, Reese, I'll put it in your court. 17 to 21 is Danny's deficit in 2022. How many do you want to make this one worth? We got five no. left. Right now, just one. As it gets closer, you make it more suspenseful. But Dan's been on a heater, and I'm not, I'm not letting him ride the hot streak with more than one. So we've got this plus three more. So we're going to have to have. We well, will. We have to do it. We will. But wait for me to get another win back on my belt. He's stole Fair two enough. in a row easily, too. I haven't been close. Fair enough. Let me get one. Let me get one. Let me, let me, let me like get one back a little bit. I'm still hurting. Nonetheless, Dan will lead this one off coming off the most recent victory. First fight on the main card. Really quickly, Kobe. I just want to mention one more time before we go into this. I've been saying so much on social media and people, our new listeners from the Dallas card show, shout out to you guys. And then the Facebook sports card group, shout out to you guys as well. If you're listening, I, we all, we desperately appreciate the, uh, the the views and the support but i've been saying it pays to listen and everyone's like you know people throw you shade it's like oh what's a pro capper what's this 14 and 2 up 47 units leading the game it just it, it feels good to be here that's all that's all I, I i know we went backwards but i've been spreading my i've been spreading this a lot and saying running my mouth a lot so the results feel good all right it, it all starts with the process it, it's thinking about these before you're looking at a number and then you've got a number in front of you and you can find the spots exactly so if you're listening write down notes where you think this line should be just like we are and you know you can gauge from there start diving into the tape dan welterweight bout my boy jack della madalena making his main card debut against danny roberts go ahead and kick this one off and uh this is this is a fun one. I know that Danny Roberts is a guy that I've faded a lot in the past. Um, he has some good wins on his record. I don't think he's on the same level as Jack Dale and Atlanta. I don't expect this line to be super close to even. Um, and Jack's on a streak of all streaks. I think he lost his first two pro fights and hasn't lost since. So there's going to be some steam on this line. I'm going to go with JDM minus... 400 that's a really good line because so these guys both have wins over ramazan amiv very different though one was a controversial split decision that almost no one gave to danny roberts and delman elena hit him with a liver shot that made amiv i mean it hurts like a bitch but he crumpled like a lawn chair and was like i'm done um the power's just different and Della Maddalena has fought the who's who of the up-and-comers. I mean, not who's who, but Anj Luce has put on great performances. Ramazan Amiv obviously was a stalemate. He hasn't gotten gifted easy opponents. Danny Roberts is going to be similar to a, I'm going to say a stepping stone in the most respectful way possible, but he's 35 years old. He just lost to a 45-year-old Trinaldo. He got embarrassed by Michelle Perea. This this is Jack Delamana's fight to lose. I'm going to go under Danny, though, regret regrettingly, though. 
I think it could be higher. 400's right where I had it. But I think that if it's going to be anywhere, hopefully it's on the side of the under. I'll go minus 380 to Elena. We are about two weeks behind these lines. Opened, it looks like October 30th. Uh, minus 335, Della Madalena. Oh, up to minus 450, Della Madalena. So Dan will take oh, wow. the first point. See, but that's what's so crazy is I, I'm shocked Vegas isn't making a sharper opening line. I mean, I bet that got smashed so instantly. Yeah, 3.30 is playable in yeah. this situation. 3.30 is legitimately playable. Uh, recently, this one off, middleweight bout, Cody Brundage and Hadolfo Vieira. I, Hadolfo, where, where do you line Hadolfo these days? That, that, and that's the question here because – with Cody Brundage, you kind of know what you're going to get. I mean, he he came in there against Treshawn Gore and and way overperformed his number. But then he also got significantly outgrappled by a guy like Nick Maximoff, who's no longer on the roster. Um, he's also a guy who lost his contender series debut. So although he's gotten better, he beat uh, Dolce via choke, Dolce Lugimbula, and then he beat Treshawn Gore. So it's, it's improving in the right direction. But – you have a guy who, if he grabs a hold of you, it might just be night and night. Um, so, but then again, it's like he hasn't had a great, I mean, he got, he lost to Chris Curtis, um, which we ankle locked at the time. Lost Anthony Hernandez, who's definitely looked greater than we've given him credit for. But man, this is fucking tough. I, I think I'm going to have Hadolfo still the favorite. I think he's just too dangerous in a specific area to not be the favorite when he's facing a guy like Brundage, who's more run of the mill. Um, I, I'm, I don't think it's going to be in the 200s though. I, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm going to go like 160. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Hidalgo Vieira minus 160. I feel like that gives you the opportunity to maybe play Brundage if you want to, but if you are on the side of Adara, you or Hidalgo, uh, you still need to think. Is, is this enough? You know what I mean? Where if it's 200, you might just grab Brundage. If it's one, 110 each way, you're just going to be like, oh, I'll take Vieira. So this 160 feels like a good place to settle in. Yeah, that's a great number. Um, I'm going to go – I I have your same logic. I do think Vieira is, is the favorite here. I look at that Maximov fight and a guy similarly to Vieira, one-dimensional, um, that fight was lying pretty close to even. And we saw kind of how that went even after Maximov gassed. He was able to get the win. Um, and so I do think Vieira is going to be favored. I, I want to go under you. You have a great line. Um, Thanks, Dan. That's always such a compliment. 150. Yeah, I'll go under. Yeah. Open 145, sitting 180, Hidalgo. Oh, let's go. Not a ding-ding, but that that's fading in the right direction, baby. Adobo does have that name value, too, among sharps, among sharps, because they know him from the, you know, if you've done any sort of taping or you you know the grappling scene, you know Adolfo Vieira. Big point, big point. Dan will lead this one off. Welterweight bout, Andre Fialo and Don't Muslim give me that Salvo. Face, man. Big point, big point. Don't give me that shrug, big point. It's a tough one. Um, this is another fun fight, and this is this might be in a in a card pool of fun fights. This might be my people's main event call. Um, but Andre Fialo has proven to be 
more dangerous than anyone really gave him credit. I know that he got a little bit picked apart by Jake Matthews, but that was a sharp, sharp version of Jake Matthews, something that a lot of people didn't expect. Um, and on the other side, Muslim's coming off of his KL loss to Leach, where he was winning the majority of that fight, I want to say, and, and had, I think, Leach on skates in the first. That was a cool comeback win. And we were on Leach as a podcast. It almost, we might have ankle locked it. Um, but yeah, that was a fun fight. I do think that Muslim Salikov is still the favorite here. He's a guy I backed a lot in his career. Um, and even coming off of that loss, I think people are kind of seeing who Andre Fialo is and that he's a dangerous striker, but he's not a complete mixed martial artist at the UFC level yet. And so I've got Muslim. I've got the King of Kung Fu at minus 150. See, Dan, that's interesting because I have a similar take on who I, I think has maybe the slight technical advantage and resume advantage on the side of uh, Salikov, but I don't think people are really a seller on Fialo. I think people really think he's as dangerous as they come because that Jake Matthews performance was, was more of a coming out party for Jake Matthews than it was a, a knock on Fialo. And any guy who can knock out Miguel Baeza, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, holy shit. Um, but the thing that worries me about about Soli, uh, uh, Muslim is Salikov is that stylistically, I feel like this is a good matchup for both. I feel like this is kind of a fight both these gentlemen are looking forward to. And the fact that he's 38 and the fact that he's coming off a knockout loss, it concerns me a little bit. His resume is better. Um, he, he's been around the game longer. He's probably more technical but a 38-year-old coming off a KO loss against a guy that I think a lot of people went from not knowing existed to being a, somewhat of a fan favorite with his performances over Baeza and Van Camp. I'm actually going to have Fialo as the favorite, and, wow. and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it. When you said your line, I almost played the game. I'm going to go as high as minus one. I think it's 130 Fialo. And prediction, Kobe, this opened it even, and it actually got or, – or even uh, Salikov as a favorite. And I, 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 my prediction is that it people have been betting on Fialo. Interesting. Yeah, that's and and I could be so off and look like an idiot, but I just feel like people. I I've been taking my medicine for overlooking accumulation of damage, especially with this Dom Reyes fight the last weekend. That but um, yeah, it's definitely something that it's a hole in my in my handicapping that. game. Yeah, and we both, I think, because it's hard to. Because sometimes it's not true, you know. It's it's so situational, right? A lot of people were saying Dan Hooker chinny as hell, right? I was all over that. But yeah. oh, by the way, you also but round of applause for that breakdown, Dan. I looked like a fool. I pretended like Claudio Silva had something other than, or Claudio Puelas had something other than leg locks, and 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 he did, and you were dead on. So, attaboy, hats off. Cheers. Um. This one required some math to get a winner. Salikov minus 115. So Dan's going to take the point. Hold on. But it was damn close. Wait, 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 wait. Check, re, check the count. Check the count. Wait. Reese, you, you had to go 30 plus 15, 45 to get there. And Danny's 35 off. 
150 to 115. But aren't there only 25 off from from Fialo? And Dan's more than that from – do you see what I'm saying? I guess it depends how much juice we're factoring. This is a, this is a damn close one. No, because I think that I think that the 20 – I'm 25. Reese, you're 20 away from minus 110 plus another five. Yeah. Oh, so no, do you see what I'm saying? Because I'm on my side who I set the favorite, I'm 25 away. Dan I see what you're is, saying. Yeah. is more than 25 away from Fiala or from Sol. I think I have the point. This one's a wash. Because we're no, we have, we have a sixth main card fight. I'm putting I'm putting this one as a wash. Because we're both doing this. You're measuring both of us from from yeah but like the way that it, it really just comes down to how much juice we're factoring into the equation here eternal I, review I'm a little uncomfortable skipping over the whole middle going minus 110 to minus 110 no eternal review if i lose continue we're gonna do we have a six fight main card for a reason yeah i i already like that uh this can be potentially under protest if I lose. So let's I like continue. That yeah. I like that too. What's annoying though, is if I just price this right down, this would be a non-issue. Nice job. the favorite though, Dan. Salikov is in fact the favorite. And so I was wrong on that front. Where but, is Reese, your breakdown was damn close. Salikov opened minus 180. Wow. Okay. So just a little bit to the left of the upright. Um, all right. We're going to keep this official tally at one, one per commish code. Um, we have a heavyweight bout, Waldo Cortez Acosta and Chase Sherman. Um, so I guess Reese is going to lead this one off. So I wanted to ankle lock Waldo uh, Cortez Acosta the other day, and, and I went AWOL. It was all my fault. And literally, uh, it was the other day. It was, it was the other day. Like two cards ago, three cards ago. Somewhere like that. Um, and he underperformed what I thought he was going to do. He won. He got the job done, but he underperformed. Um he, he should have knocked out Van Der and he didn't. And I think he's aware of that. However, Chase Sherman, and I mean no disrespect by this whatsoever, should not be in the UFC. And, and I mean that like in a genuine, like somewhat concerned for his health, but also like he just shouldn't be. I mean, like he got, he was, when Alex, when he fought Alexander Romanov, he was actually plus 900. Like it was absurd. Well, so that was a, a favor the UFC had already cut him and right. he stepped in last minute and right. they're, now they're kind of riding it out because he had that right shocking win over Vandera. This is a guy who inside the UFC, I don't even know his record. I don't want to bother counting, but he's lost to some really suspect and he ends up going to bare knuckle. And then he comes back to the UFC loses four more fights, Parker Porter, Jake Collier, Gets dominated by Romanov, beats Vandera, and now he's got Waldo, Costa, uh, 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 whatever, Waldo. Waldo's a maniac, bro. He's a madman. Um, he, he loves violence. He loves it. He's a psychopath. This is going to be a phone booth finish. But Acosta's just, just I, I think, more deadly. I won't be on this one because I, I don't think he's defensively sound. His last performance event against Vandera, he got hit just too much for me to feel good. But uh, he's going to be a sizable favorite. I'm going to go Waldo Cortez, Acosta, minus, you know what, Dan? 280. No. Yeah, 280. 280. This is an easy one for me. Uh, Waldo, like Kobe said, fought 
two weeks ago against Jared Vandera. I know that we're splitting hairs here, but I consider Vandera and Sherman as the bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel in terms of UFC heavyweights. Like Reese said, he didn't show out and get a highlight reel knockout. I don't think that there's any kind of public steam on his name quite yet, but I do think he's talented. Going with the exact same line he was versus Jared Bandera, minus 210. That's pretty good. Minus 185, Cortez and Costa. Wow. Fuck, maybe I will be on him again. I think I'll be on him. Yeah. I, I agree with you that, like, Sherman's he's the mom. way more talented fighter, and it's – no one's ever made money back in Chase Sherman, no. like, making a habit out of that. No. You can line shop it down to 171. That's crazy. Like. And, and that's what happened against Vandera. And if you look at Vandera's record, he did not belong in the UFC. So what the bookmakers are telling you is that Waldo is a fringe heavyweight, in my opinion. If he's barely – like, if he's not minus 300, 400 against these guys, he's a fringe heavyweight. And when he yep. fights a guy like Augusto Sakai, he's going to be plus 250. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what they're telling you. And that's, and that's fine. Two one and one on the evening, two fights left. We've got a light heavyweight, Komain, Kennedy and Chuck Wu, and Jan Kutalaba. Dan, go for it. This is an interesting one. Uh, and maybe it's just because Jan Kutalaba might be the most interesting fighter <laughs> to bet on. He, he's a go-for-broke kind of guy. He's in there. He's going to either knock your lights out or he's going to do something really dumb. Um Kennedy has been a little bit more consistent, but still just not to me at the top, top level of the sport. Um, this is a tough one. I'm, I'm really kind of frustrated. I'm, I'm leading this one off. I do think that people have soured on Kudalabo a little bit. There was a, I mean, he's never really even had the run, but like there was a little bit of, I guess just, juice behind the name of how that first Magomed Ankaliyev fight went down and the controversy behind it, but it wasn't really that he had earned any any kind of stake for that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have him as the dog, but I struggle to figure out how big of a favorite Kennedy can be. Give me just Kennedy minus 125. Um, maybe I'm a little sour on these Florida guys, but Split decision loss to Negu Marianu is just not a great look. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because in that Negu Marianu fight, and it, I'm lucky and, and fortunate enough that it's one I just taped again for the second time. I taped it for Negu Marianu's fight before he just got murdered. And then I taped it for the fight that just the Olberg fight. Um, and Kennedy shot himself in the foot like 15 times. Um, he, he got multiple penalties within the, he, I poked him in the third and then I poked him again in the third. Um, and I still scored the fight for him. Like he won that fight. He just is an idiot. Um, but he's, he's definitely more technically sound than Kutalaba. Kutalaba is a guy who is a maniac. That's as good as word as any is a maniac getting subbed by Johnny Walker, subbed by Ryan Spann, um, knocked out. I mean, you just don't know what Kutalaba you're going to get. All I know is it's most likely going to be an irresponsible one. 
Kennedy on the other side is so fucking long. 83 inch reach. Wouldn't be surprised. That's the longest in the UFC. And he's progressed throughout his UFC career from being a very loopy striker that I was not impressed with to crisping up, crisping up, crisping up. And he looked good against Olberg. He looked great against Danilo Marquez. And he, 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 he looked really, he looked decent against Carl, uh, Carl Roberson as well, which he should have looked better against, but I'm going to go higher than you, Dan. I think it's going to be, what did you say? 45? I said 25. 25. I'll go uh, Kennedy minus 150. I think it might be even a little higher, but I got to play safe when I'm down a point. You still left a little bit of room though, Reese. Not necessary. Kennedy and Shaku minus 170. Um, this one did open dead even though, 110 both ways. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Kutalaba was a guy, Dan kind of mentioned, he's like, I don't know if people have soured on Kutalaba. I've soured on Kutalaba a little bit. I have. I have. I won't lie. Um, I'm getting the staff department on Mike Rodriguez's reach. I know he's not in the UFC anymore, but he had the reach record in the UFC until he left the UFC. So I'm going to check on that. Um, in the meantime, Jones is, is crazy too, but he is he considered still there too? Like, I don't know. Well, don't want to spoil some news. Boss, notes, boss man got, says so. Boss man says he's fighting this year in 2023. I mean, you know, but so John Jones is 84 and a half. So his is a little longer. Um, whatever we digress. Anyways, we are all knotted up here and set the spread. We've got a main event heavyweight bout between Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak. Reese will lead this one off. Dan will pick the over or under. So here's my problem. Here's my problem. I am the biggest, I like Derek Lewis, but I'm a big Derek Lewis fader. I think that he, you have a Derek Lewis tax, like the McGregor tax, but I also don't think he's that good. Um, I think he's very power dependent. I don't think his striking's nearly as crisp as everyone says it is. He gasses out. I watched him fold from a gas tank against JDS in, in Wichita. Um, and now it's starting to, to add up. I had Chris Daukas as a favorite. I had Tuivasa as a favorite. I had, I mean, I've had all these guys as favorites. We rode Pavlovich, Dan. Um, I know he beat my boy. We were on Derek Lewis the night he, he smoked Daukas. That you one was, I, I was adamant about yeah, that. You were, I wasn't, I was an idiot. But nonetheless, um, like Curtis Blades, like I know he caught him. And, and, but that is Derek Lewis. He's going for the catch. Um, and that's fine. But when you look at like his resume, so many of his fights, he was losing until he wasn't Marcin Tiberi. He was losing until he wasn't Alexander Volkov. He was getting shit on until he wasn't Francis Ngannou. They didn't throw any strikes. Then he lost, lost split decision. Like, I just think that when you look at a guy, he's entertaining, but he's, he's somewhat fraudulent in, in the respect he gets for being this world-class top three heavyweight um he's funny he's entertaining but he's not as talented as everyone says he is Sergey Spivak on the other hand I think that he should lose some chub-a-dub-dub and try to drop down to a 205 but he's well significantly more well-rounded I mean he's fought the striker Augusto Sakai made quick work of him he fought a, a strong powerful guy like Greg Hardy made quick work of him um 
My problem though, and I feel like Dan's going to find it similarly is he got KO'd by Walt Harris and he got KO'd fast by Tom Aspinall. Now Tom Aspinall is much better than Derek Lewis, but the KO is a fear here. So I think that if I wasn't so worried about the KO and I wasn't so PTSD from Curtis Blades, I have Spivak in the upper minus 200s. Um, because I truly believe that, that I think Spivak's going to cruise to an easy victory. My guess is he gets the takedown, kind of beats him up a little bit, gets a choke. They both take their paychecks and go home. Um, but I'm going to go Spivak minus 200 because at that price, Dan can pick over or under. Because I know Dan doesn't have Derek Lutz as a favorite. And I know Dan doesn't have him in the high 200s. So the question is, Dan, 190 or 210, balls in your court. I'm going under. Um, I do think that the public has soured on Derek Lewis a little bit, um, especially in the in a week before the fight. I think that we'll see some money get on the the Black Beast side come Saturday morning. But I I do see him as a dog. I don't have it above 200. I I just I don't see a guy. The guy in Sergey Spivak is not a guy that's like a Sergey Pavlovic to me. Um, yeah, I think Spivak's more talented. Pavlovic's more dangerous, but Spivak's more talented. You could be right. Maybe I'm sour on Spivak, but I'm going under. Give me the 190. You're not going to believe this, boys. 195 Spivak. No way. We're going to double overtime. What did it at? What did it open at? Minus 115 Lewis's way, actually, plus 105 Spivak. And so it's come all the way in the opposite direction. Would, All right, I would have Danny will lead off double overtime, and we've got. Let's go with the prelim main event: Zalga Zumagulov and Charles Johnson. All right, flyweight. We've got Charles coming off of the Mohamed Mokayev difficult puzzle. Man, that was frustrating for him. Um, Zalgis is probably going to come out with a similar strategy. Just. They're similar fighters as Zalgus does everything Mohammed does 10 times worse and he's smaller and he's less strong. So I think that Charles might be a favorite here. And I hope I'm not too crazy for saying that. I know Zalgus hasn't been on the best run recently, um, but he's a guy who we, we backed in a guy who came into the sport or to the UFC with a lot of hype. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go all the way up to minus 200. I think Charles Johnson is a significant favorite here. Yeah, maybe that's big. Maybe I just lost this this point. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm loving the Charles Johnson side. And if there's a one in front of it, I'm betting it come Saturday. So here's what's interesting, Dan. I was on Charles Johnson as the favorite too. So when you said that, I was like, okay, Dan and I, because we both backed him against Mikhaev and we took the over and we took – I sprinkled like a little bit on him to win. And obviously that's a much tougher task than Zuma Gulov, like much, much tougher task. So I agree. Charles, uh, Charles Johnson's going to be favored. So that part, when you said that, I was like, I don't think you're I just also here. feel like he's been training for this fight or the last three fights. Um, but that's the thing that I was going to say is like LFA, he fought good competition, like Carlos Mata, um, who's, most people don't know him, but they should because he didn't he just fight recently. Um, yeah, he just lost to Durden. Yeah, like he, he lost ago. to Durden, but it was like a week ago, right? So people know him. 
Um, and, you know, he's fought Brandon Royval on the regional scene. So, Dan, you and I are maybe more familiar than most people are with Charles Johnson. They might only know him for the Makayev loss. But I agree, bookmakers are going to have him favored. Zumagulov is one in what? One in five in his last six, like one in four. One in, he's one in four in his last five. Um, and that's his UFC record, too. So there's no way he's going to be favored, but 200 is steep. Um, like really steep. Like I was thinking like 130. Um, but because I have a lead, instead of yeah, going, I, I did give you a whole spot. Instead for, of for going 199, Kobe, I'm going to go full, hang my balls on the table and I'm going to stick with my 130. I'm going to go Charles Johnson minus 130 for the ding dinger, for the ding dinger. Then I'm going to, I don't know. It's going to be 185, but I respect no way. you no using way. that. that like, I, I, I respect you using the game. The favorite, but holy shit is 200. I'm ah. betting it with a one in front of it. All right. Dan said it. Open 175. Oh, I'm fucked. And it's up. I'm fucked. 155, Charles Johnson. It's gone down. Boa! Poha, poha, poha. Point game in Poha, Reese. That's devastating. All right. I, I mean, I almost, that makes it even weirder because I, oh, I can't insta-bet it. I can't insta-bet it if it's steaming towards a better number. Now you got to go in. No, put half your units down just in case it doesn't redirect with your sharp action. Yeah. I'll, I'll toss the... a unit at it. Wow. I can't believe it opened at 75. I was I almost thought it was going to open as like Zuma Gulov, maybe a slight favorite. And then you and I, guys like you and I, pushed Charles Johnson to like a slight favorite. Charles Johnson's winning that fight, though. I, I think people, I think the public's on the Zuma Gulov, on the, on the OVs. They're seeing yeah. an OV and they're but betting they know, it. No, dude, Zuma Gulov loses a lot. But I mean, he's good, though. Like a lot of his wins could have gone the other way. It's just weird. It's weird. They've got an Ov who's going to wear like a headpiece while he's walking into the octagon. And thinks he's undefeated. Got to be all over that. Too bad there's a tough kid from St. Louis. A tough kid from a boring city. We're all, we're all he's got a UFC debut out of the way, too, which is huge. Yeah. And he looked good. Reese closes up until midweek. We'll be back at you with a regularly scheduled program. Ho-ha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.